0: Hey, how-to listeners, we're off this week, but we wanted to bring you one of our favorites from the archives. Sam Sifton, the founding editor of New York Times Cooking, teaches a kitchen newbie how to make one perfect meal. It's super fun, and you can even cook along. There's a recipe in the show notes. So without further ado, I'm going to turn the mic over to former host Charles Duhigg.
1: Happy cooking.
2: What's the one thing Johnny can do that will
1: blow her mind? The plates that he serves on, they're going to be warm. Nine times out of ten, ex-boyfriends trying to impress their girlfriends make their hot food and then put it on cold plates. It's a little shivery, and it's just a bad look. That and napkins. Napkins? Yeah. I mean, I can see in your eyes, Charles, you're making me out. as like (laughs) Alan Alda here, like Mr. Sensitive. But I'm telling you that a cloth napkin sends a message that you're not a bad guy.
2: Welcome to How To. I'm Charles Duhigg. Each week, we talk to listeners who are trying to figure out how to solve one of life's big problems, like how to withstand pain or how to fire a bad employee. Then we do some research and we track down an expert and we learn how to solve the problem. This week, we're headed to Brooklyn in the apartment of Johnny Levin. Here's the doorbell. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to my home. Hey, I'm Charles. Johnny, nice to nice meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is it. This is great. This is- Johnny's originally from Chicago, but he came to New York eight years ago to study film and television at NYU.
0: And and how old are you? I'm uh, 26.
2: OK. If I was talking to your roommates and yes. asking them to describe you, what would they say?
0: Um, Messy, especially when it comes to cooking. Just like it's kind of like a nuclear explosion. Like everything goes everywhere.
2: The thing is, Johnny's got a lot of great qualities, but he says there's one area where he could really use some work. Yes. He needs to up his game in the kitchen. Just
0: to become a better cook, there is a catalyzing moment for me, which was I was sitting on my couch in my living room with my ex-girlfriend and my roommate had his friend Brian over who was visiting from out of town and Brian was cooking breakfast And he was dazzling. He was doing that thing where he's shaking the pan. And it's also like above the fire, like fresh and tossing it up and down. And my girlfriend was just staring at him, like mouth open, just amazed. And I think especially uh, in contrast to to my difficulties. And I was just like, I want to be like Brian. He just has so much control. He has confidence in himself my ex-girlfriend, she could cut vegetables, like bam,
2: bam, 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 bam. And she didn't She didn't leave you for Brian. She didn't she... leave me for Brian. Luckily, okay. <laughs> Brian lives across
0: the country. But a week later, she's like, I talked about Brian in therapy. And I was like, oh my what? God, that must have been, like, vis-a-vis me, that like... I think he was so poised and in control. He was smooth. And I am not like that.
2: And it's not just that Johnny isn't smooth. One time, for instance,
0: I woke up early, I went to the gym, and then I bought one of those a- acai, a- acai, acai. Okay. packets and then a bunch of fruit and hemp seeds, and I put in the blender and cut it up all nice and then she ate it and it made her violently ill and she was throwing up on the sidewalk and we were taking the ferry to an event she had at roosevelt island and she was nauseous and then like the ferry's about a dock and she jumps off early to like throw up more on the dock meanwhile they're shaming her on the public address system like you miss you cannot get off the ferry early oh oh no she she's throwing up it was horribly embarrassing and, uh my fault.
2: And what did you, how did you screw up the... I don't know.
0: I don't know. Maybe it was the hemp seeds.
2: How long ago did you guys break up? Uh, like a few months ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's still kind of like yeah. raw. Yeah. I'll give Johnny this. Whatever skills he's lacking, he is at least really enthusiastic. And it is possible that learning how to cook the right meal, it might make the difference in his love life.
0: I texted my ex-girlfriend for what my difficulties in the kitchen were. What can I improve? She said, chopping onions with skin still on, eyeballing measurements, general messiness, knife skills, lots of spilling. And I said, that falls under general messiness. <laughs> and she said, issues with heat, like what medium heat or simmer means on the stove. And I do agree. That's what stressed me out. Again, talking about precision, If it's like, turn the thing to medium heat. I'm like, why don't they just say seven, or or whatever, or or low? I mean, why are we talking in code here? Um, and then she also said struggles with kitchen slang, like what a clove of garlic means. So, so wait, you you texted your girlfriend recently to ask about? Yeah, your- yeah, in preparation for this. Okay, yeah. so you guys are still in touch? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're still in touch. And times. are you
2: like hoping that like if you are better in the kitchen, you're gonna like rekindle the the flame or? Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe this is my fatal flaw. So
0: once it's corrected, I don't know. You're, you're like on. you're on fire. Yeah. There,
2: no, she won't be able to turn you down. Exactly. So we decided to help Johnny get better in the kitchen by talking to this guy.
1: I'm Sam Sifton. I'm the food editor of the New York Times and the founding editor of NYT Cooking.
2: When we come back, we'll see if Sam can help Johnny win back his girlfriend, or at least cook a chicken all the way
1: through. He's just got to be confident about that, and he's not looking to make some frilly, over-the-top, impressive meal. He's just going to make a really good meal and feel good about it and deliver it to someone he cares about, and everything's going to be okay. So
2: you're a man who knows food.
1: I know a couple
2: things (laughs) here or there. Sam Sifton is the food editor of the New York Times, and he's the paper's former restaurant critic. That's a tough job to complain about. He, he's the author of a number of amazing cookbooks. My wife actually loves them. In other words, Sam's a guy who knows his way around a kitchen. But what's amazing about his writing and his recipes is you never feel like he's a snob.
1: I'm not a chef. I'm just a regular Joe. I'm a reporter who happens to cover this stuff, and I'm a critic who happens to think about it a lot. But I'm not dissimilar from most people who... Cook, and, and that's actually why we wanted to talk to you is because this, this young
2: guy reached out to us and he um, he has a lady friend that he was hoping to impress. And this guy is a terrible cook. Like he, he like he, he does not know what he's doing in the kitchen, which is not that totally dissimilar from me, I must say.
1: <laughs> it's true of a lot of people. Yeah, but it's also not true for most of them. They think they're terrible cooks, but it, it, there's something they know how to do. And if they can access the confidence that they have when they're making popcorn or (laughs) mixing up that weird cereal and yogurt concoction or whatever it is, access that confidence and you're going to be able to cook that closer meal you're looking for with your special friend.
2: I asked Sam, who I should mention is happily married now and has kids, but I asked him when he was young, like, how did he try and impress other people in the kitchen?
1: I never had a, a, a sort of go-to like, you know, I make them the piccata and it's game <laughs> over. I wish that were the case, but it, but it's not. Um, I was, as I'm arguing others should, seeking self-confidence in the kitchen so that I could serve a delicious meal that would bring happiness to to someone else. So my game was... What is the what's the sort of simplest, impressive thing that I can pull off? So, so this is actually it
2: brings up the first question, which is when is the right time to, to try and make a, a meal for
1: someone? Um, I'm not generally in the business. I'm often in the business of throwing down <laughs> rules. So I'm just going to say third date. You that, can that's go the time? Third date minimum. OK. I'm thinking that's the safest.
2: There you have it. Sam's first rule
1: is don't even attempt to cook a meal. Until your third date, Johnny is nervous about this, so we're gonna keep this as simple as possible. So we're gonna make skin on bone in chicken thighs.
2: So chicken thighs. That, we're gonna go. That's our protein. We're not. We're not. We're not gonna do like an hors d'oeuvre. No, no appetizer.
1: No, no. No. You might have a bowl of nuts. Okay. But what Johnny needs is confidence. He got in touch with you because he's a lousy cook or thinks he's a lousy cook, right? That's true. So maybe what he heard was, I'd like a really complicated meal and I'd like there to be all this stuff and there's gonna be champagne and there's gonna be hors d'oeuvres. What's Johnny gonna do, a tasting menu now? This is the next rule.
2: If you wanna cook at least one meal really well, you need to know some basics about food, right?
1: But more than anything else, you need confidence. And the best way to do that is to be a master of his surroundings. Not to to have too much going on, but to know the points he's going to hit. And he can hit this main course of the chicken starch and vegetable, serve this amazing melty cheese because 90% of people eat their cheese cold from the fridge, but here we're going to have it. it room temperature and oozing and melting and very sensual, and that's a pretty good look. Yeah, and then a playful touch at the end uh, with a dessert, which I'll give you that's bonkers. It works every time. Okay, so going back
2: to Johnny, I'm going to give him the Sam Sifton self-improvement, confidence-building prep speech. And then he has to actually make a meal. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so he's got chicken.
1: He's bought some chicken breasts. No, no, see, already, you're screwing Johnny. Uh, what? So the problem with the breasts— is it's really easy to overcook a chicken breast okay. and then you have that dry, sawdusty white, right. white meat scenario and that's just not a recipe for a win. Okay. We're going chicken thighs, which are fattier, more forgiving, more flavor, cheaper, not for nothing, um, and 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 to my mind, infinitely more delicious.
2: Okay. okay. Okay, so he's got chicken thighs. So we have the
1: chicken thighs. Now, for a starch, we're going to go with rice. That's so, it? That's it. That's it. It's going to be perfect rice. And I know he's nervous about that, but he's going to go to Delancey Street and buy a rice cooker. And that's going to stand him in good stead for the rest of his life, whatever happens on this date. A rice cooker is a relatively inexpensive piece of technology that has one job to make perfect rice. (laughs) And it does it every single time.
2: So Johnny didn't actually have a rice cooker. So, So I went out and I bought one for him. And then I came back. And then we headed into his kitchen and got started. Are are we supposed to wash the rice before we cook the rice? Um, I think I kind of remember that. Johnny's kitchen is pretty small and it's very, very bare. It's it's about what you would expect from like a 26 year old guy who lives in a shared apartment. There's a a bottle of gin in the freezer and it's next to this chili that Johnny's mom sent him in 2017. But the kitchen does have a microwave.
0: Okay. My microwave is busted, and it's busted because I used to use it as a timer, but I didn't use the timer function. I would still have it operate. You so just turn with nothing in it and it kind of uh, went kerplunk. And it's a beautiful big microwave that's So you just-
2: fried your own microwave yep. by using it as a timer. Yep when you would actually run the microwave empty in order to use the timer function? Correct. Have you told your landlord yet that you'd fried (laughs) their- I'm trying to make it seem like it's their fault. This is another rule. Don't run an empty microwave because you're too lazy to get a real timer. Also, don't let your landlord listen to this podcast. So we started with the first step of the recipe Sam gave me.
1: Bring some water to the boil, as okay. they say in the cookbook trade, uh, heavily salted water. And I'd get my um, green beans into that water for like three minutes max, and then get them into the sink under a lot of cold, cold, cold water to, to arrest the cooking process. Okay. They'll be bright green as a result of this. Nice. Nice, right? Yeah. If you, if you have a colander... And Johnny, I hope you have a colander. You can you can run it through the colander, and that'll get that hot water out of there faster. And you can ice it and get it quick. But if if you don't, you'll figure it out. Just get those things cold as quickly as possible, and then you can put them aside. I think
2: you've already. Oh, I think more water. You want a lot more. A lot more cold water. I think. So we've got the rice cooking in the rice cooker. We've got water boiling, so we can throw in some green beans for three minutes. It turns out that Johnny does, in fact, own a colander, which is great. And that means it is time to start in on the chicken.
1: The first thing you do is season the the, the chicken, which you want to do, like, really aggressively. Okay. Okay? Meaning, meaning, like, more than it
2: feels like I should be Yeah, doing?
1: you should be like, wow, that's a lot. We're going to do, like, a kind of a... Um, like a like a fake confit, which okay. is which is a, a French process of cooking in its own fat. Okay. We're not cooking in chicken fat. We'll be cooking in, in olive oil and and not a ton, but a lot. So what what you want to do is get some salt and pepper on there. Quite a lot of salt. Quite a lot of pepper. Really massage it in there. And then I think, hey, it's Johnny's party. But I'm offering the instruction. Yeah. So we're gonna go with some rosemary as well. Ooh, crazy, right? Super fragrant, piney, funky, really. You're getting nice. a little off the hook, my friend. It's is gonna be good. We're getting crazy, <laughs> and maybe some red pepper flakes if you have some left over from the pizzeria when you bought those slices. Right after the last, because that's the went spicy, right. right? We, we want to yeah. get a little spicy too. Yeah.
2: Okay. So take your salt, take your pepper, and like you just want to go to town, like like just as and yes, you're doing great. That's exactly, man, you're killing it. <laughs> Keep on going. All right. Keep
1: now going. we're going to get uh, a big high-sided pan. Okay. I don't know how many pans Johnny has. I'm going to guess three. How many pans do you have?
2: I have one, two, three. So what's the biggest pan that you own? This guy. That That's the biggest yeah. pan? Okay.
1: You're going to well. take the biggest one, and we're going to put a lot of olive oil in there. Okay. Like like when you say a lot, how much do you mean? Like glug, 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 glug. I think it was like 14 glugs. was a lot of glugs. So is
2: it, when I put the chicken in, is it going to be submerged? No,
1: it's not. But we're also not skimming the pan with just a little oil. think
0: It's all about confidence, right? You just roll with it. Glug. 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 Glug.
1: So we have a lot of olive oil in there. If you have a bay leaf, that would be cool to go in that olive oil, but... I'm guessing Johnny doesn't have a payload. That's okay. That's okay. Medium heat. Medium heat, meaning in the oven. So on the stovetop, Charles, Okay. there's a dial <laughs> under each one of the burners. And usually they're labeled low, medium, and high. We want to go in the middle. And this is a moment for reflection. Watching that oil. What What do you reflect about? When well, you're... I, I'm actually just spacing out and watching the oil because it changes a little bit. It begins to move right. a little bit. And eventually it's going to take on this thing that is like a mirage, a little bit of a shimmer. And then we know it's pretty hot. And then it's a kind of a, an opportunity
2: to contemplate our lives and, you know, change is inevitable. Is this the right girl to be making <laughs>
1: this chicken for? <laughs>
2: Eventually, when it's time to stop contemplating life's most important questions, the oil will be relatively hot. And that's when we put in our chicken. Exactly. Go for it, looking good.
1: You want it bubbling, but you don't want it out of control. Amazing. And you can move pretty slowly. Like, okay. This is a very forgiving process no for Johnny, who's nervous and doesn't know what he's doing.
2: Oh, oh sorry, sorry. That's a lot of oil. <laughs> okay, but nobody's hurt, that's yeah. okay
1: and after about 15 or 20 minutes turn the pieces over okay. i would i would start skin down
2: skin da- meaning me- meaning, the, meaning the breasts like the top of the chicken down
1: yeah the okay. so they thighs. once again, <laughs> your breast <laughs> obsession is laudable, but misplaced. They are thighs, and you and, and they have a side that is mostly skin and a side that is mostly not skin. Right. So I would put the skin side down so that it, it has more of a chance of crisping at the okay? Beginning.
2: I, th- I think let let's let's flip them. That's the, I think it's time to flip. Nice. Well done. The oil's acting up a little
1: so, bit, but so that's going. And in fact, if you feel that the chicken is done, you can take it out and just like, like kind of let it hang out on a on a platter. On a plate? Like Not, notice that I used the word platter and you used the word plate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is where the pro tip starts. Is yeah, that, man. Get the platter. Get the platter. Okay. Make okay. it warm. Um, okay, so your chicken is or is going to be done. We're confident about it. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna look like a beautiful piece of furniture, this mahogany color. It's gonna be just fantastic. I'm feeling very confident right now. Is it done? I'm a little nervous about that. We cooked six of these things. One of them is sacrificial. Okay. So when he thinks it's done, he can take it out. Put it on a cutting board and use a small knife to cut along one of the bones in, in, in the thigh and take a peek at the interior meat to see like what's going on in there. Right. Is it red? You want it to be done. Running the juice is running clear and not bloody. Okay. Right? And 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 then done all the way down to the bone. That seems like a clutch move to not introduce blood into a date. Yeah, like yeah. A- Salmonella is a is a buzzkill right? <laughs> for for a date. <laughs>
2: And, and um, while you're doing it, I'm gonna check on our rice. Rice looks good. The rice is all done. Yeah, it looks I, that's, fantastic. That's huge. That's, that's 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 a game changer, right?
1: Um, so we've dealt with the chicken. How about that starch? Oh, it's done, baby. Boom, <laughs> boom. All it needs is fluffing and and put it on the table. So that we're two out of three, and we've already cooked those those green beans. So one thing we could do is just toss them in butter. Okay. Um, with a little, maybe with some slivered almonds that you got from the, the nut aisle at the Whole Foods. That works. A little salt, squeeze some lemon juice on there at the end, you know, before so, serving. So now we're done, right? We're done. We're done. I mean, one of the things that I really like about uh, this combination that we've we've put together is that you have a kind of crisp, crunchy, salty, almost um, spicy or, or hints of spiciness in the in the chicken. yeah. And it's quite juicy, and then you have um, the the kind of crispness of those green beans, right? They have a right. little bit of a snap to them, and then a, a textural element from both uh, the salt that you've put on there at the end, and from the nuts. And that that sweetness uh, vectors with the sweetness of the chicken, the saltiness kind of talks to each other, and the and the rice acts as this kind of nutty tasting, pure bridge between the two.
0: Maybe I should get better china because I have these generic,
2: white, boring... And then we're done. And so we put it on the plate.
1: Well, whoa, 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 whoa. we want to be careful about just putting it on the plate. This is not a soup kitchen. You're not, like, in the army. Like, you don't have to make it look like an architect was involved. But let's keep the border the border and the food within it. Okay. And maybe you've got uh, the, a, a chicken thigh or two chicken thighs, a little drift of, of the rice, uh, and then a stack of the green beans in which you have, Johnny, please, tried to make them all go in the same direction so that they're okay. parallel.
2: So our final rule,
1: presentation
2: matters. Clean up the plate. Make all the beans point in the same direction. You know, classy, right? Sam also says, you know, light a few candles, grab a bottle of red wine, and you don't even have to overthink it. Just, just go to the wine store, ask the guy what you should serve, and then take his advice. Okay. Show me your napkins. What, what kind of
0: napkins you got? Uh, the kind of napkins we have are paper towels. Ooh. Not classy, but I could improvise and use a dish towel as a napkin.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. <laughs> if it's, that's better. I would say, I would say, before date. Maybe we go buy two nice plates, yes. dinner plates, and maybe we buy two cloth napkins. Yeah. So, is there anything else we need before the doorbell rings?
1: No, like- no, we we still haven't talked about dessert. Yeah, dessert. Dessert's going to be a win. Okay. You're going to take the plates when it's all done. Take them into the kitchen. Don't deal with them now. Come back with the cheese two little plates. The bread is right there.
2: Oh man, the cheese is looking great. It is oozing. It is like, it is super oozing.
1: Get through all of that. Oh my gosh, that was so good. It was so great. Everybody's super happy. She's stoked. He, he's stoked. I was right to be confident. Everything is great. What possibly could come next? And now's when you go to the hoop with store-bought all the way. Some, the semi-confident people, will have some ice cream. Yeah. Not us, man. Malamar in a glass, a tiny glass, like just a couple of ounces of cold organic milk and a Malamar. Whoa. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> did, and that's how you close. Did we just blow her mind? That's how you close, Johnny. <laughs> Malamar organic milk. You know Malamar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chocolate covered marshmallow with a little um, uh, gram on the bottom. Um. There's this thing that happens, I found, um, that you have not had milk, and perhaps neither has she or he, in many, many years. Now, you're coming back, and it's like a Madeline, this taste. Because organic milk now, grass-fed organic milk, is so delicious.
2: It is amazing.
1: And that pure kind of barnyard awesomeness um, with that uh, one single chocolate cookie after the cheese. So you started out really basic, just like mom would make and then you got a little more sophistico with the cheese and then you're like a little kid again and I don't know, you want to go listen to records? Who
2: knows what's going to happen next? Yeah. (laughs) But you're also a good guy, right? A creepy guy would not serve a Malamar and organic milk.
1: Right. Again, like. Right. A creepy guy might like tie up a trout with chives and, totally. you know, like that's That's the just guy who's like, putting
2: a roofie in your drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Watch it. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> no, seriously. It's a third date with some dude and it's like, I and he's not a professional chef, but he. he did this crazy bondage thing with a trout and then there's all (laughs) kinds of different butters and like he told you too much about the wine and don't be a jerk man i love i love this i would eat this meal just try to bring pleasure to the other person that's it oh i like that it's not about you it's about serving someone like it it's to deliver um joy to to other people so we started by talking about confidence because I think confidence allows you to do a lot of this stuff, but there's, um, there's a related word that also um, applies, and that's competence. Hmm. And I think that probably there is very little that is more attractive than competence. The ability to, to do something uh, in the service of others um, is, is kind of cool. Yeah, and and brings confidence to the person who can do it um, and delivers um, kind of relief to the person who receives it. Um, I can make this dinner for you, and you will find it delicious. I can also change the wheel in your car and fix that leaky toilet, and I'm pretty good at making a living. I'm going to take care of
2: you in the kitchen. I'm going to take care of you emotionally. It's okay. So we've talked all about what Johnny should do. What's
1: the one thing Johnny should not do? Well, it's, um, um, don't apologize. Interesting. Do not apologize. You will be so sorely tempted to do so, but don't apologize because it looks like you're kind of begging for a compliment, which is just an awkward, weird, it's a bad look. By the same token, don't try and explain how much you know about how like you listen to a podcast at Slate. <laughs> You're not like a CIA trained chef. You just barely got that chicken on the table. There's still a price tag on the rice cooker. Just here's a delicious thing to eat, and I hope you really enjoy it.
2: Be true to thine zone.
1: Yeah. And then she'll say, That's it's actually pretty dry. And if it is, you gotta be like, Yep. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Would you like a Malamar? <laughs>
2: So me and Johnny went through all of Sam's rules uh, okay. and, and for two hours nice. we cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I might with the green beans. And then we sat down to the eat the meal. That's chicken right. is really good. Right. It's really, really good. Yeah. I love it. And they, I'll they, be they, totally they, honest they, with you. Like kind of like the meal was amazing. Which, like, it, it was it was perfect. No. I'm not just saying that just because it's yeah. the name of this episode. It was it was it like tasted kind of gourmet, but also simple. We really we impressed ourselves. And then after the main course, we ate some of the runny cheese with a baguette. Um, and then it was time for dessert, and I had actually gone to the grocery store to find the Malamars, but I couldn't find them. And so we finished with um, what I had managed to find, which was chocolate-covered Nutter Butters, which, honestly, not as classy as a Malamar, but still actually pretty good. So, okay, so so we did the meal. Yeah, We ate the uh, chocolate-covered Nutter Butter what's your tell me your reaction it was delicious do you feel like you'll be more confident in the kitchen now i think so
0: having this experience under my belt um i think it can be repeated
2: so do you think you're gonna invite your ex-girlfriend over and make her dinner absolutely yeah
0: i mean this is this is this is definitely a game changer i think it's one of those things that like she's talking to her friends the next day and she's like he made the most amazing meal. And, he, and it's that thing where they're like, and he can cook. <laughs> like, like, I think that if that's the last line in my obituary, I'd be pretty satisfied with that. But maybe on my next date, you'll come over as well. Totally. And we'll work on this. I'm a little, the training wheel still needs to be on for a little bit. And then
2: we'll, I'll, just, I'll stand outside a, the window. And yes, just like,
0: exactly. Just give me a thumbs up.
2: If you want to see the recipe for Sam Sifton's One Perfect Meal, we've actually posted it online, along with photos of Johnny and these beautiful chicken thighs that we made together. They're at slate.com slash howto. Thanks so much to Johnny Levin for letting us into his kitchen and to Sam Sifton at the New York Times. Sam has a ton of great cookbooks he's written, including Thanksgiving, How to Cook It Well, and a new one coming out in a few months called See You on Sunday, a cookbook for family and friends. We're gonna stay in touch with Johnny, and if his romantic life improves because of his cooking, we will definitely keep you posted. If you have something we can help you with, we wanna hear from you. Send us a note about your problem at at slate.com. And we'll take on your case and see if we can't make the problem go away. Also, if you like what you heard today, please give us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. It, it helps us know that someone's listening. Also, my wife might think I'm more cool. How To's executive producer is Derek John. Merritt Jacob is our engineer. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Special thanks to Michael Conrader and Asha Saluja. I'm Charles Duhigg, thanks for listening. If you don't already know, TuneIn is an all-in-one audio app where you can listen to live sports, music, news, and your favorite podcasts. Go to tunein.com to download the app or listen to How To with me, Charles Duhigg on tune